Welcome to another edition of the Expressions Director's Cut Podcast. This is the show's producer, Andy Piak. Now this month we are looking at a true American original, the Appalachian Mountain Dulcimer, one of two instruments that have originated in the United States. I'll tell you what the other instrument is at the end of the program, so you have to keep listening. Now our guide for this episode is world-renowned luthier, Bern Krauss. A luthier is a fancy word for someone who builds stringed instruments. Now, Bernd has crafted over 200 dulcimers over the past 40 years, and here he is talking about how a country music legend helped him discover this unique instrument. My wife and I went to see Dolly Parton in concert back in 1977, and Dolly was playing a dulcimer along with all her other instruments. My wife said, gee, that dulcimer looks pretty simple to play. I would really like one. So I went to the music stores in our area, and nobody had any. Uh, a couple people didn't even know what I was asking for. So I went to the library, since there was no internet back then, I went to the library to get some information on the instrument. And I came across a book on how to build them, and where to get materials. So I figured, might as well build one if I can't find one. Been doing it ever since. Over the years, I'm finding out more and more about the instrument and where it originated from. The Appalachian Mountain Dulcimer originated in the Appalachian Mountains, Kentucky and Virginia. The ancestors of it came over with the early settlers, but the instrument itself originated in the Appalachian Mountains back in the early to mid-1800s. The early dulcimers were basically three-string, very crude. You have to think of where they were built. They didn't have a lot of power tools, they didn't have catalogs where they could buy all the parts and everything. They basically had to cut the tree down, resaw it themselves, and do everything themselves. So they were a crude instrument, but when you look at that instrument back then, they weren't performing for big groups, they weren't doing concerts. They were really meant for their own enjoyment, in their own little cabin, sitting on a porch for their family. And it's with this idea in mind, performing on a porch in the great outdoors, where we bring in this month's featured performer. Beth Fallon first discovered the dulcimer at the New York State Fair in 2009 when she stumbled upon one of Burns' exhibits. She has been playing ever since, and we recorded her performing at the Art Farm Studio and Gift Shop in Shenango Bridge on a scenic autumn day. It was the perfect setting for her rendition of these timeless tunes. She will be performing a set of six songs, leading off with Little Liza Jane.
1980, I went to guitar building school in Vermont. Left my wife in Rochester where we lived and took a leave of absence from my job and off I went to the wilds of Vermont. Lived in yurts, they only took eight students at a time, and, uh, but it was seven days a week, every day, all day, in the shop, building a guitar. And uh, I came out of that with a really nice guitar, but more important, I came out with a lot of knowledge on building the guitar that I have since used to building dulcimers. The instrument's not that big. There's not much volume coming out of a dulcimer compared to a guitar. So I've done everything I can to try to increase the volume of the instrument while still keeping it a manageable size, not make it too big. So what I've done is I've hollowed out the fingerboard and the top under the fingerboard is also hollowed out, which increases the air volume just that little bit. But it's when you're talking about a small instrument, it makes a big difference. I've also put in an arch, slight arch on my back with bracing. When you put it, the arch on the back and you lay it on your lap, it helps keep your legs from dampening the sound, so it helps project the sound more. So those are some of the changes that I've made from the early dulcimers and from a lot of other builders that are out there. It's a good time to remind everyone that if you want to see examples of Burns dulcimers, plus look at his amazing workshop, they can visit wskg.org slash expressions to check out the TV broadcast episode after you are done listening to this podcast, of course. You can also see Beth Fallon's performances at Art Farm in this episode. Now here is Byrne discussing how he is attempting to pass on all this knowledge to future generations. I've actually gone on to build several uh, replicas of historical instruments, and now I do workshops I go to dulcimer festivals, to schools, rotary clubs, and other places, and do talks on the history of the dulcimer. And I talk about the, the origins of the instrument, but I, instead of having a lot of the historical instruments, I have the exact replicas of some of these. And I've gotten the dimensions and the, all the information on those from other historians who have come before me. And so I'm trying to do my part to continue to educate people on the history of the dulcimer. I don't keep any secrets. When I first started building dulcimers, it was like everything was a deep, dark secret. Nobody would tell me anything, you know, about how to build them. And I learned everything on my own through trial and error. I learned shortcuts and I learned other little techniques. And I pass everything on to any builder who wants to build today. Now I'm sure at this point you are wondering, what is the traditional wood used for building dulcimers? Black walnut is a traditional wood that was used for dulcimers. So I have a, a tree I cut down back in 1982. I'm still using wood from that tree. It was going to be used for firewood, so I saved it from being firewood. And still to this day, every time I build one out of that, that wood, I think about that tree could have been all burned up all those years back. And here I'm still making instruments out of it. I always get asked how long it takes to build a dulcimer. It really depends on, number one, the wood. And if I don't count the time it took for me to cut down the tree, cut up the tree, seal the ends, and resawing the wood, planing it to get ready. So with the wood already done, prepared, ready to build. From that point on, 
To build a dulcimer for me is anywhere from 45, 50 hours on the low end to up over 120, 130 hours I spent on some. Now one of Burns' greatest challenges early on was figuring out how to bend the wood to construct the sides of the dulcimer. My first dulcimer, you had to soak the sides according to what I read and you had to bend them around a the form, but they had to soak first in water. Well, I didn't have anything large enough to soak the, the sides in, except my bathtub. So I put the wood in the bathtub, a couple of big pots of boiling water, poured it in there, let them sit for 10 minutes, and I bent them around a little frame that I had built, simple frame. I changed to using a torch and a piece of pipe, which worked great. The problem came when I started doing demonstrations in schools. Open flames weren't allowed, so I broke down and bought an electric side bender. It's made for instrument builders. So I take the piece of wood once it's up to temperature, which is about 280 to 300 degrees, and I just spray it with a little water bottle, and I just freehand, I move it over the pipe, and I keep pressure on it on both sides until it starts to bend. You need water and you need the heat. You have the wood fibers that are locked in. So water might soften it up. As soon as it dries out, it'll go right back straight again. And without the water, it won't bend. Even with the heat, it'll, it'll, it likely will break. So what I'm doing with the water and the heat, it's actually stretching those fibers out and I'm molding them into a new shape. And then by continuing the heat, holding the heat onto it, it's locking those fibers in place. As you can hear, Burned has refined his craft over the past 40 years while still maintaining the old traditions, including how his dulcimers are played. Dulcimer generally is played laying flat on your lap. And the traditional way of playing it is you had a little dowel they call a noter, just a piece of wood that you would slide along on the first string, which is the melody string, and then play the other ones along with it, and that was the main melody with the drones. And that gave it that unique sound that people associate with the mountain dulcimer. After 42 plus years, I still am not tired of building the instrument. I enjoy building it as much today as I did the first one I built. Now it's time to hear Burned himself play one of his dulcimers with the noter that he just described. These performances were also recorded at the Art Farm gift shop in Shenango Bridge. Here is Burned Krauss performing a set of four songs beginning with the classic Shady Grove.
I would like to thank Art Farm Studio and Gift Shop for allowing us to record these performances on location in Shenango Bridge. Visit their Facebook page at Art Farm Gift Shop to find out more about this truly unique local business. I also want to thank Mike Mecha for his audio engineering and of course Bern Kraus and Beth Fallon for their performances. Oh wait, Bern, can you tell our audience what the other original American instrument is besides the dulcimer? They're one of two original American instruments, the other one being the banjo. So there you have it, the banjo. Now if you waited to hear the answer, then you must be a dedicated Expressions Director's Cut podcast fan. So please subscribe if you can and leave a review. Let us know if there are past Expressions concerts you would like to see turned into a podcast and visit yourpublicradio.org for more information about this and all the other great podcasts available from WSKG. Until next time, this is Andy Piak. Thanks for listening. Thank you.